Hello and welcome to the Spirit World Center. The following is a presentation that we gave on what is shamanism to our friends at the Empower Hour Live. Um, for anyone out there who would like a similar presentation for your corporation or your business or for your team, uh, please drop us a line and let us know and we'll, uh, we can happily set something up because a big part of what we do at the Spirit World Center is education and it is empowerment, letting people know about the spirit world, letting people know how they can engage with the spirit world and how they can learn from it and get guidance and, and get empowerment. So uh, this is a a very important thing that we have going on at the center and if anyone uh, ever wants that for their company or their team or anything just uh, just send us an email let us know so with that said off to the uh, off to the presentation so this is october 29th this is empower our live we are connected we are here and we are getting it on with our day so say hello and we're going to turn it over to you guys so hi tell us a little bit about you who are you where are you from and we'll get started <laughs> all right well hi everyone and uh, thank you so much for having us here blaine uh we are from the the spirit world center and um what we do is we basically have a lot of programs and put out information to empower people to work with the spirit world and also to work with uh, with shamanism and um, <clears throat> so that's one of our our main you know things that we do and of course i'm also joined here by uh, my partner laova hello <laughs> real quick for, for disclosure i was in the office just chatting with blaine today and he told me who you guys were who was going to be on the empower our live today and i was like can i sit in on that i need to be there <laughs> As soon as he mentioned spiritual role, I was like, I need to be in there on that. So, yeah, please continue. Well, it's uh, it's curious what you say there, L.A., um, because I think that so many people have such an interest in the spirit world. And right. it's something that it's so difficult to find the opportunity to talk about these things in regular right. life. Right. right. Um, one of the things I feel especially blessed by in, in terms of having uh, created the Spirit World Center is that I kind of, you know, put it out there that I'm into these things, right? Now people know, okay, you know, and one of the amazing things I started finding was that so many people that I'd known for my entire life, you know, they were coming forward and saying, okay, Eric, I got to tell you about this thing that happened to me when I was five or eight years old. I've never told anyone, right? Usually after a beer or something like that, right? So and people come out of the woodwork with their stories because I, I feel like a great many people have had these types of experiences, spirit world experiences, paranormal experiences. They don't have anywhere to go with it, though, in our present society. And it's really a shame. But one thing that I love about the Spirit World Center and what we do with our podcast and everything is that we allow people to have that voice, allow them to express it. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm happy that you have an interest, L.A., and uh, it's, it's, I hope that there's... It is actually funny you said I legit just had that conversation with my kids last night. We watched um, during this season, we watched just, you know, horror movies and, and kid-friendly movies. But last night we watched one on Netflix called um, uh, Night Books. Uh, which oh, is yeah. it's, it's, it's a kid-friendly one, uh, and it's about a boy who loved writing stories, but he was picked on by his friends because of what he was into. And mm -hmm. I had to let them know, look, you guys, be proud of what you're into because it, there's, a, there's a space for everybody in this world. Yeah. And there's going to be people like, like yourselves that are into it, and, and you and I both, that are into the same things, and you want to embrace that. Um, so this is funny you actually just said that. Having a space for people to come to and openly be able to discuss things without judgment or, um, or ridicule, you know? I think Absolutely. it's really, I think it's really interesting. So Eric and I got to talk earlier this week just to bring it together 
uh, and uh, and I think Eric, you I was like, I've had an experience. Let me tell you about this. So I could imagine how that would feel to have that coming at you. Um, but that night books movie was kind of freaky for a kid, I think. Well, actually, they, they didn't. Oh, well, I guess your kids are <laughs> yeah, a little my, bit more advanced. Yeah, 19th, yeah, my kid. 19th. Jen Reese says she wants to see Night Teeth. I watched it. I fell asleep halfway through. Ooh. Yeah, my kids anyway. like watch it and stuff. So they were like, <laughs> night, night books was boring. But, <laughs> but so, okay. So I want to go with the first question that I have for you both. Um, sorry, we're, we're in a spirit uh, well, then maybe not blame. <laughs> no, you should watch it. It's be very beautiful. Um, but anyway, my first question is, is when I hear the word shaman, right, I think of something very kind of tribal, oh, yeah. tribalistic, yeah. or um, kind of almost ancient in a sense, you know, like shamans mm -hmm. seem so far removed from Native modern American. society or Native yeah. Americans. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about what shamanism is and how this different differentiates and uh, from where my brain immediately right, from stereotypes, goes. the media stereotypes, like ayahuasca and so on too. Right, right? Right. It's all yeah. these like different categories and they have their, their place, you know, uh, in the practice of shamanism. And yes, shamanism is an ancient uh, practice and it is like at the bedrock of the spirituality of humanity, though the practice of it is very, very simple and it's universal. Then what you do with it, then it can be, you know, the Native American have their way with it. And then, uh, you know, um, like everywhere around the world, there is different practice of shamanism. There is even shamanism in Buddhism, you know, like they okay. practice, there, there's, it's everywhere. And it's kind of the, um, the weaving bed for the shaman, for the spirituality with human. And it is to connect with the spirit, you know, it is to connect and open your heart. It's a heart-based communication. So you open your heart, it's your intuition, it is your soul, and then you uh, it's to go into a what we called a non-ordinary state of mind, a trance. And this is when you you know you have kind of the meditation, and then you have like light meditation, but then if you really let yourself go deep, then you have you access this hidden world, this kind of the other side of the veil. You know, we we when we feel the spirits, there's something about it, the essence of it. But uh, yes, Eric, do you have anything to to add to what I say? Real quick, can you guys see the chat? Eric, Laura, oh. are you able oh. to see that? I'm just curious. Yes, I see that. Yes, does okay. it involve Somebody quantum entanglement? Healer. You don't have to pay attention to it too much. We'll go through it. But, yeah. Does it involve okay. quantum entanglement? But I'm just curious. Yeah. We, we can touch on that. Yeah, yeah. well, um, yeah, just to echo what Lauva was saying, right, is that we always like to make the distinction between shamanism and Native American spirituality. This right. is a very important thing to make. Otherwise, we get into some weird cultural appropriation places, which, you know, it's, it's, uh, um, it's and we take, very, we take a very firm stance against that, right? Especially, you know, when you're taking cultural traditions, right? There's, there's places where you can like learn how to do certain dances and stuff from cultures and it's like uh, it's that's problematic but at the same time there is shamanism itself and um shamanism is exactly as Laova was saying this this universal technique right it is absolutely ancient you find it as kind of the first spiritual impulse that exists within human societies. If you go far enough back for any anywhere in the world, you're going to find that shamanic spirituality at the beginning. Right. Um, because it's, it's people having these real and authentic experiences in relation to the land, right? In relation to where they're living. Yeah. And I also, I, I, I like to say that shamanism is really the birthright of humanity, all humanity. And 
what is happening there is that you know shamanism is based on a very simple thing and that's the the entering into trance uh trance does something it's a natural thing that happens to humans and there's many ways to enter into trance into that uh that altered state of consciousness and shamanic practitioners have used many different ways throughout the years to do so um They've used, of course, they've used entheogens and hallucinogens, but they've also used uh, even poisons that like cause so much pain that you dissociate. Um, mm-hmm. But then, of course, there's you know starvation. There is uh, dancing around a fire for so long that you basically drop from exhaustion. There's there's all these ways, little not as safe as one way that we that we uh, that we use nowadays, and that is drumming. Right, this is the one that we um, that we like to suggest. Uh, a little safer than the uh, and as you can see, uh, loud of his drums in the back in the background there um and and so when you are exposed to a beats per minute of about 210 beats per minute something happens within your human nervous system where you enter into that trance state and the thing is the trance is a natural like physiological neurological thing that happens but it allows you to have these non-standard non-ordinary experiences and the reason for this is that and this goes back to something that, uh, that even Aldous Huxley was talking about back in the early 20th century uh, in his Doors of Perception. The, his, uh, the concept that the human brain is actually a filtering mechanism. It takes in so much data and that only makes you aware of a very small percentage of it. Right? And this is for survival reasons. Right? If, you're, um, if you're walking through the forest, you want to be aware of only a few things. And, that, and so this filtration system, that is the brain, filters out everything that's unnecessary and brings your focus, your attention to what looks good to eat, right? So for survival, and then also what wants to eat you, right? So, so what's a threat and what looks good to eat? That's the two main things that your, that your brain focuses on. And it, it, it filters out everything else. And you can feel this yourself when you walk through, let's say the city, right? When you walk through a busy city, you're getting off the subway and you're just walking through a crowd. Think about all the data that's coming in through your eyes, right? You have every single person, every single person's face, uh, the suit that they're wearing, the the like the fibers of the suit, the cracks of the sidewalk, right? If you if you were aware of everything, you'd be unable to function. So instead, the brain filters and focuses on a very few things. Same with uh, walking through the forest or the jungle, right? It's uh, you, within a single leaf, there is almost infinite uh, variation, infinite data, right? As you look at, um, and so as you're walking through the jungle, you know, you need to focus on only a few things, what is relevant to your survival. Mm-hmm. And so just based on evolutionary way, uh, the brain has, you know, evolved in a way where it's, it's leaving all this other information that's unessential to your survival. It's leaving it to one side and just focusing on survival. Well, this is where trance enters into it, because trance puts asleep that filter method, uh, that, that filter part of the brain, in much the same way, actually, that entheogens do. Aldous Huxley, when he was writing The Doors of Perception, he noticed that the, when, you know, when you take uh, uh, peyote, in, in his case, um, that he felt that it actually turned off that filtration system. And it allowed him to have the, the pure, unobstructed view of reality. Uh, in the same way, when we, when we enter into trance, it's doing that same thing. And in fact, a curious thing, um, 
recent studies have shown that Aldous Huxley is right. Uh, they looked at people who are having experiences on mushrooms, mm-hmm. and uh, the you know the assumption would be, well, you're having all these crazy hallucinations. Your brain, like the the neurological activity in your brain, must be going haywire, must be going nuts, right? In fact, what they found is that neurologic, like electrical behavior, uh, uh, electrical activity in the brain is actually far reduced during a trip like that uh and so they actually found you know that it's like your your brain is actually getting out of the way and your consciousness is having this other experience uh, and so what occurs then is that when you enter into trance you're doing the same thing without hallucinogens without you know w- without any of that you can just listen to drumming right and we have a number of great drum tracks on our website by the way if anyone wants to check those out um and uh and when that happens, when you enter into trance, you're able to access reality as is without this filter. And you can see a lot of the things that are getting filtered out in your ordinary consciousness. Right. One of those, of course, is uh, you know, kind of the subtle bodies, right? We talk about chakras. We talk about all this within a lot of different systems. So you can experience those, those subtle bodies, that subtle aspect of reality, but then also the spirit world itself, right? It's no good to you uh, when you are going through life uh, seeing ghosts, right? If you're driving down, you know, the, when you're driving your car, you don't want to be seeing ghosts. It's going right. to, you know, you, I just drove through something. Did I hit someone or is that a ghost, right? It's no good. Um, and, and, or when that's you're the, out there when, out there hunting, you know, you don't want to see a ghost. Sorry, Blaine. That's the basis of like the whole movie Sixth Sense, right? The little, he's like, I see dead people everywhere. We shouldn't be able to do that. That's right. what you're saying. You know, you filter that out. Exactly. From an evolutionary perspective, right? It, it, it gets in the way of our survival. But when you enter trance, you're able to access that part of reality. And in fact, this is something that you find in a lot of haunting cases, right? When you wake up at 3 a.m. and you can see something in your room, the reason for that is because you are in a trance state. You are in that in-between state between waking and full consciousness. And this is when you see a lot of ghosts and stuff. Oftentimes it is because you've slipped into that trance state. Either you've been watching TV and you're kind of entrained on the TV or something like that. Um, so that that's something that certainly happens. Uh, and so, yeah, um, when you... Uh, enter into that trance state. First off, it's not just something that only humans can experience, right? I always I, I like to, to focus on the fact it's this neurological change that allows your consciousness to be free. And so uh, another animal you can put into trance is a chicken. You can actually hypnotize a chicken. You take the chicken, you put its beak on the ground, and then you take a piece of chalk and you draw a line in a straight line out from the chicken. And it will become absolutely enraptured by that, the, by that line. You can let go of the chicken and it will like literally uh, uh, stay there for like half an hour and not move. Okay, so uh, there's, there's, many, there's many animals that enter into trance. We are one of them. And in that, we can have these extended consciousness experiences. One of these experiences that you can have is what we call a shamanic journeying. This is one of the big ones. And this is where, you know, you are, you close your eyes, you're in a dark room, you listen to your drumming track, and you allow your consciousness to roam. And you're basically almost, you know, you're sending your consciousness into the spirit world, where you basically have a communication. You have this interaction in which they are sending information and you are putting information out there, right? It's this back and forth. And it takes the form of a, almost a lucid dream that you can have i was literally i was raising my hand to ask you how does this differentiate from the sleep stages because i've 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 often talked similar to this um but 
based it off more of the stages of sleep versus trance, which is still pretty, pretty damn cool. This I know. Is- How do you know? I'm sorry. I have so many questions. My mind doesn't, you know, my mind is firing because it's like. Because he took some peyote before. <laughs> you know, I'm a <laughs> trance. I was, ju- I was doing my drumming circle and. Um, Microdose a little so bit. So <laughs> I was actually introduced. So we had, uh, we have a mutual friend in common, Moira Michelle. That's how Moira. we, I was introduced to you. We had Moira on this uh, earlier this year. Um, we talked about how to be the best fabulous version of yourself, which is great if you know more, y'all know Moira, uh, Michelle, so she's yeah. very mm-hmm. that way. Um, so uh, so I had already, uh, but I had been introduced to shamanism through like my study of like ancient Celtic culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I, but I have always been so curious, like how do you know when you get in that trance state? Like, do you just know? like? How do you filter, how do you turn off that filtering system of like my conscious brain being like, what? This is weird, right? Like, how, how do I know the, de- does that make sense when I'm asking? Oh yeah, oh totally, number- that's like, oh, sorry, go for it, Derek. Well, I'll let you take this question. But I just want to point out that there's a number of tells that you are in that trance state. One, your body might feel very numb. Like you're, you can feel you're, you're, you're kind of, you're aware still, right? You're not completely out of it like in, a, in sleep, right? Uh, you are... Uh, still aware of your body to some degree. You're still embodied, right? Huh. Um, and uh, yet you might be con- like completely numb, right? Like your body just feels like you couldn't even move, right? Uh, or you, go ahead, sorry. Sleep paralysis, similar to sleep paralysis? Uh, sleep paralysis is certainly a form of trance. In fact, I saw that come up in the chat here. Um, oh, really? Sleep sleep paralysis, oh. uh, it's, that, it's that state where, right, evolutionary-wise, if you're sleeping in a tree, you don't want to act out in your dreams and fall out of the tree, right? So wow. your body literally, um, uh, your body literally paralyzes you, but it puts chemicals into your system to to paralyze you while you sleep. And so when you wake up, your brain might be active, but your body is still paralyzed, right? And that's that's an interesting state. It's not. It is a form of trance, not the trance that we usually go for. But people tend to see interesting things in that sleep paralysis state. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes it is just a hallucination because you are still kind of semi dreaming, but at the same time, you can be very awake and aware in that state. And sometimes you can become aware of things in the room that ordinarily you couldn't see, right? It's, it's kind of like what I was talking about waking up at 3am and being in that trance state, right? Okay. That you can have these experiences. Uh, but yeah, knowing if something is a, is a trance, like it's a shamanic journey or a dream, uh, you can also have kind of this feeling of weightlessness when you get to that trance state, a uh, mm-hmm. temporary one. Um, and also turning off that, that kind of rational criticism is very important for, for journeying uh, in that if you're censoring yourself, you're getting in the way of this back and forth communication in which they're sending you symbols and you're kind of then navigating those symbols. Um, so we always tell our students, you know, just just turn off that part of your mind for now, have the experience, and then be as critical of it as you want after the experience, right? Okay. Have the experience, write it down, and then be critical of it. That's what <laughs> so I do you see this right here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got this tattooed on my body because it came to me um, in a dream uh, mm-hmm. with a full meaning, a name. This is, so I know... Laova, you, we can talk about your name, right? This was a name that was given to me uh, that I felt, I'm being really, I'm being really honest here. So this came to me in a dream, um, just like this. And I did a lot of research on it. Um, 
about what it meant, what it, you know, I was like, what? And I, that's how I, literally how I got introduced to like Celtic, ancient Celtic culture, because I felt it came from there. It's a rune it kind of a rune talk, uh, but it means mm-hmm. beam. So it's a B-E-A-M, beam, but it's like bringing the all-knowing self in and out and you multiply, anyway, it's like the all infinite self expressed in the here and now. That's what it really wow. means. I love it. Um, and so it's kind of, uh, that's the name that I, it was a nick, it kind of became a nickname beam and all these things that kind of developed, but it's, I call it my, uh, you know, that's my like given name from the universe yeah. uh, beam. Nice. So that's interesting that you said the symbol, because I, I, I got like, it, I mean, clear as day, it was burning in my dream. It was like burning bright. That's like bright. And I couldn't like turn away from it. Um, just so fascinating that you said that about symbol it made me like get chills up my spine i'm sorry because i was like this is this is a direct example of something like happening in that situation so so lava is is your name similar to that is that yes so my real name is jacqueline and uh, i am a french canadian so this is why i have a tick accent uh when i speak uh so this said i changed my name because for me, it was very meaningful to kind of uh, progress in my spiritual path because of a very uh, special event that happened during a shamanic journey. So one thing I want to say for, about the trance uh, part is that the shaman, when you're in a shamanic trance or any trance, you feel like your body is... Um, present but at the same time somewhere else and you feel like uh, i i'd make a little drawing here because i'm someone very visual you know i before the center i was professional visual artist so i, I like pictures i don't know if you can see that well yes um so the m is for the material world this is where we are then the s is for the spirit world and in the middle it's the liminal it's the veil you know it's like this liminal space where you usually encounter the spirits uh at least of this land because you can travel in the spirit world and have access to higher beings you know like uh, enlightened beings and so on so but we don't get into all these details now um so the the liminal and you you feel like you have one feet in the material so you're connected to your body and you have the other feet in the liminal or like let's say you kind of extended feet into the spirit world like completely and you're just always connected but you so you feel heavy but you feel light you feel like you're in your body but you're outside at the same time it's very very strange and usually to get to that uh space you like you have to get it out of the way, the ego, right? You have to, the rational mind. You want to put aside, this is always how I do. I said, you put aside your head like this so you can let through, you know, the information. You hollow out like a hollow bone and you go in your heart because it is heart-based communication or right brain if you're more into like science. So you go like right brain, intuition, um, more like kind of dreamlike type of conversation with your uh, with the universe, the God, higher self, name it what you want to connect with, and this is how you uh, like embrace it. And so, you know when you're not in a trance when you keep hearing your ego chattering. You know when you're not in a trance more than you know when you're in a trance. I would it's, it's weird to say it's, it's easier. So, so yeah, this sounds like a transformative experience. Is it addictive? Like, it I is addictive. Like the thing, <laughs> I, I, I like. <laughs> the thing is that 
my first first i think i was overdue when i did my first shamanic journey i had many experience um, i have a christian background there's things that i could not experience um uh explain you know and i said there's the, i cannot tell that all the spirits that are not the trinity god or the angel are evil you know because it's kind of something that you, that you can cannot trust there's a lot of not trust in that and i mean there's a lot of beautiful thing about christianity i don't want to anyway i don't want to go in that but uh it was there was something missing for me and i i had this just weird encounter and synchronicities and thing i could not explain and um at some point I stumbled into a, um, a shamanic woman and anyway, she predicted my six months and everything happened. It was like, okay, there's something serious about that. So I decided to journey. And my first journey that I made was like, just mind blowing. I'm like, okay, I gotta like, I just have to continue with that. It's just changed my life. And so the first journey I did was to meet with uh, what we call a guardian spirit. So it is kind of the spirit that is there alongside with you for through all your life. It's helping you. But if you don't ask the help of your guardian spirit or you don't know it exists even, then like it's just it has no effect on you. Right. You need to ask for help. So it's it cares about I, your free will. It cares yeah. about your free will. It's not going to get involved and like take its pattern and say, you know, it, it might say, oh, Lava is suffering here, right? But at the same time, this could be the way that she wants to play the game of her life, right? And so who am I as this other spirit to impose my will or what I think is a good life on her, right? But Lava asks, okay, guardian spirit, can I have your help? Can you give me some guidance? You know, then it can get involved. Yeah. Well, yeah. So my, my oh, sorry. No. Go for it. <laughs> How would you guys define a spirit? <clears throat> Hmm. Consciousness. Um, there's many, many different kinds of spirits. Mm -hmm. There's embodied spirits uh, like us, right? Like animals. There's a spirit that's in embodied in a, in a body. Um, but then there's also discarnate spirits, right? So beings who were embodied, who are now no longer embodied, like ghosts. But then there's a whole set of spirits who are just consciousness itself that are doing different things right you might uh, for instance nature spirits and this type of thing they're they never had a body they are consciousness existing within the, the landscape embedded within the landscape right having their own life their own existence out there within this physical world and so there's i mean there's many and, and then when you get into the spirit world you have no end of the types of consciousnesses that are out there and they all take on various patterns right i mean for instance you have angels you have elementals you have all these various classes of beings but they are basically just different forms that consciousness can take right does that make sense absolutely i my mind is exploding here we're gonna have to talk off this okay we're me and just us because i have so many things to say or questions to ask because I yeah. think I've been in these experiences before. Um, Actually, yeah. Blaine, if you don't mind, um, do you mind if I share a link in the chat here? I, I'm seeing a lot of questions that people want to get to, and I don't think we're going to have time. Yeah. Uh, but I, I have a, a link where you can sign up for a, a talk, like a basically a little half an hour Zoom chat with me, yeah. and I'd be happy to, to deal with anyone's, uh, to cover anyone's questions in that individually. So do you mind if I share that? Absolutely. Please do. Please share whatever you need to, because it looks like Lisbeth, uh, she's on our California team out in california so she's you she's she's asking so many questions she's like why do i experience this and why so she needs to like, you know? she's like oh my god right. I, yeah, I know and um, and uh, there's just so many many like when you start asking about spirit world then 
your mind shift and you st start seeing synchronicities you start having uh you know just uh dreams that are aligned with reality like the other day okay i had a dream where my uh, student was not able to show up it, it was like the computer just didn't want to connect i was in a in a school and he was trying to connect to the computer he just cannot 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 and then i'm like oh i'm like is it me because we were having about to have a thunderstorm I'm like oh maybe we won't be able to have our or dream or not our dream sorry our session and um finally he, he writes to me maybe two or three hours later I say hey I won't be able to show up something came up I'm so sorry and so I knew that we were like you know I had a dream about this and I'm like oh well I'm not surprised <laughs> you know and but I'm surprised at the same time I found that always fascinating how we connect we are connected with others like that and like I kind of have this mini premonition dream uh about my student not able to show up uh one time one yeah. time i had this dream that i sought out counsel for because the dream happened um i don't it happened in as if this an entire book was dropped in my mind at one time and it was like my it was like a snap right like it felt like i snapped and i woke up and like it was quick my brain hurt um it gave me a headache for a few days and it was just i could see the whole thing happen beginning to end and uh at one time i don't know how to describe it, it was like it was planted in my head yeah. and i had to go seek out because in this it was like a post-apocalyptic world i was chosen to be on this council of uh leading the new world um forward and uh and everything i was like crawling through these rafters and anything anyway so i had to go like i we got to the source of it, it ended up being this huge like uh atom brain that was like a gravity force it was so insane i had to go see some help uh some because I, the dream was so dream, strange dreams are powerful um in college i had a dream that uh, i was in a blizzard and my battery died in my vehicle and i was waiting hours and hours and hours for someone to come get me a jump and it just and i woke up and never happened so the next morning the first thing i did was went out to walmart and got jumper cables later that evening my uh, i went to leave work and my battery was dead but i had jumper cables wow. but i had jumper wow. cables yeah so, see so it's crazy that's i know there's so many things sometimes we can't explain right. or like and we just feel it like there's something bigger than just our brain than just this material reality i cannot explain how it happened and when you accumulate then we have now a synchronicity and weird event uh list like because sometimes you you know you can be like am i going crazy is there like what is happening with my brain like i'm just do i need mental health professional assistance or something and then on the path you know when you're on the spiritual path sometimes you're like you're walking that line that is really like this thin line between insanity and creative intuition and you know just expansion so you're like where is this you know when are you going insane or where where is like you're just being genius right you know you can ask yourself that um often when you when you're like is it my imagination or is it is it my ego making that up like or is it just like pure uh experience of my higher self is this my guide so like this that's the line you're walking in between you're like okay that can be quite something but when you learn how to navigate that when you learn to make the difference between your ego talk and your higher self let's say your soul or the way you want to name it sacred self and so on um 
then then it makes it easier but it's good to have your list like we have this list because like okay we cannot explain that we, we cannot explain like this is like and sometimes it's things you, you not um you you just don't expect it you know sometimes it's just it's when you can't explain something then you're like okay i write this down because there's no explanation the world is fantastic yeah I, I'm, I'm sorry i just wanted to circle back around and like exactly what do you guys do so you guys have a uh uh a business that brings people in and pretty much opens their minds via trance yeah pretty much yeah we yep. we in general you know it can be summed up as we teach people how to work with the spirit world and and how to work with their own you know spiritual guides their guardian spirit how to open up that that connection with the other side through level. many different ways right through yeah. also with shamanism but also through channeling right. and uh and also through kind of spirit craft which is basically you know working with the local spirits of the land through ceremony and meditation basically becoming a modern day druid so there's there's many different ways of getting in there and it's for different temperaments and talents right everyone's yeah. different and so it allows everyone to find a way into working with the spirit world that matches their own own personality right that's so that's that's what we do yeah interesting i wanted to get you to say that because i know a lot of people are talking about dreams inside the chat but this, this is not dream based than, this yeah, is, yeah this is real this experience this is getting that connection right um and that's why i entitled that's why we titled this empowerment from beyond right because it's beyond our normal understanding right. of how we get to things and 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 eric to your point when we first started this like once you say like this is what i do this is the business that i run it does allow people that space to open up and be like wait hold on i did have this experience can you you have an authority here as someone who is more open to this yeah because for me like not me but you know as me this person has come you know you're like i don't have the conscious ability to take in this this is weird right and then y'all are so great to be like it's okay like there are experiences outside of yourself that we can explain through this that's different than what you may have learned before i know that's how i got really involved with this i had hit a low 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 in my life um and i had gone to key west to connect uh to myself and make promises because i you know to to created all these things it's uh when this came to me um and then on the way back i had met this lady and she was wonderful and she was like this is your path <laughs> this is We're where out. you're headed and i was like oh my god and then literally like the next she's one of them she was such an she was a a, a 70s disco <laughs> diva turned psychic yeah. So I love her. <laughs> Where are you guys located in the world? They're in Ontario. Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. Ontario, yeah, Canada. Canada. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, it's very true what you're saying. You know, it's amazing to have someone who you can share these experiences with. Really right? Because we're just, we're so used to holding it in, repressing it and like, and people have strange experiences. And I, yeah. I just wanted to mention one thing that is even dreams can be very meaningful, incredibly meaningful and 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 prophetic or and also communications, right? So oh, yeah. you know, there is that stuff where it's like, okay, it can be your brain processing the events of the day, but at the same time, it is often used for for communication. So I just wanna clarify that, you know, sometimes it's not just a dream, it can be much more, right? Communication and, so- and, and healing too. I have so many healing dream where like there's a there's a um you know a day where there's something that just doesn't work for me or something mm-hmm. i don't necessarily understand and then somehow in my dream i know like there's things that are letting go that like i receive assistance to just transform 
And I asked before, I asked before, can you help me with this? Can you? And then the morning after, I feel different. You know, it's not always like this big, like enlightenment moment of like feeling like Buddha, but it's more like a subtle change. I know that there's something different about mm-hmm. my the, the structure of my being and the way I behave and the way I think. And it's just when you do that regularly, and that's the thing, right? It's not like you do it once. I used to like when I start my my journey, I was not journeying a lot, but when I start journeying regularly and practicing regularly the trends, I could feel a difference. It in a subtle difference. Just like when you go to the gym, right? You don't you don't get all beefed up in like one day. <laughs> and you bring, you build this kind of trans muscle uh to get open and more or more open, more receptive. Because it's all about being receptive. It's all about pushing away your ego and your mind body if you want and then to let it in let it travel to you the guidance that you need the healing that you need and just let it do the work just it's a a big work of surrender and let it like not control (laughs) but it's hard (laughs) that answered your question Yesenia what if you hadn't had an experience how do you connect you will you surrender you allow you say this is your intention you set down now uh Eric you had said there's a specific drum beat for the you can find it on your website so there's like a specific beat per minute for the drumming and Mm -hmm. I asked so that's one question I have and the other question is just uh can you both talk about like um, the connection that you have, how did you get to that place where you, or I don't know the right way to say it, but there's, it seems to be a lot of, you know, interest in like, how do we connect? How do we connect? How do we connect? Mm-hmm. So what was your connection? Like, how did you get to that place? And and when did you decide that? And, and where did you start looking? How did you know? There's like 15,000 questions, you know, but the first one is, is talk about that drumming and how, what, you know, for that uh, surrendering. Certainly. Well, the, the drum beat is about 210 beats per minute. That's just, it has that effect on your on your neurology, on your consciousness. Uh, you can also find it sometimes described as Yucatan beats uh, because the um, there's a bit of science behind it. There's a, a team that went down to a church in Mexico where people were having these ecstatic trance states and they tried to figure out, well, what's happening at this church? And what they found is that the, the locals were, um, were, were drumming on these gourds at 210 beats per minute. And it was really, um, you know, it was, it was having this effect, sending them into this deep trance. Uh, so, and of course, that those drum beats, we have a, a drum tracks on the Spirit World Center on YouTube. And we also, uh, at, at, the, uh, at the spiritworldcenter.com, we have them uh, also on the website. Um, now, yeah, regarding uh, Yesenia's question, uh, what if we haven't had experiences but want to learn how to connect with the spirit world or with a loved one? Can people still learn? Uh, absolutely. You know, it's not uh, even having the interest, I find, is a call, uh, a calling, you know, because there's a lot of people who just won't have the interest. And that is, you know, they're on their own particular path. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is just how they are living the pattern of their life. That's what they're destined to do. But when you have an interest in these things, often it's that that call to adventure. Right. It's that that call to initiation. And and anyone can have these types of experiences. It's as I was saying, it's the birthright of humanity. Anyone can change their consciousness. All you have to do is listen to a drum track or enter into that meditative state and just reach out with your intuition and allow yourself to listen right this is so anyone can learn it and that's you know <laughs> that's what we do at the center actually we, we teach anyone and that's a good thing because uh, one thing that you have to know is that eric is was not someone that had any experience before we met he was a 
avid, is it the word in English? Avid, someone that really, really like the occult and like magic and shamanism. And he is a walking library of knowledge. Okay, you see that? Like, I mean, he's the one reading books, by the way. <laughs> I'm the one that had experience, had no clue about what was happening to me and just kind of experience uh, shamanism. And so uh, Eric and I complete each other in that way because I was explaining what has was happening to me, how we would, uh, like, how can he, you know, connect? Because it was hard for him to, when we start to connect with shaman. For me, it was just like that. It's like, you know, I, like I was going into trends even when I was painting. In fact, I had weird spiritual experience because I was painting for too long and I was just in that weird space in my in my mind and I was like because you know I could paint for like hours in the end and then at the end I would be like whoa what's happening to me and uh so but Eric is not some like it's not coming naturally to him and so we had to find ways for him to connect and find develop these techniques for people that are don't have this experience and then other people also that on the contrary have tons of experience they just don't know what to do with them so this is how we complete each other in that way uh and so we have a kind of a understanding like a very kind of understand a practical but also very uh, intellectual on the eric side because you've learned like kabbalah um, uh, uh, traditional witchcraft, shamanism, um, Celtic, uh, and name it, uh, Eric, I don't even know everything. Uh, the, yeah. That was the funny thing, right? Is that I yeah. went through so many years of my life. Since I was 12, I was into this stuff, right? And I delved deep, but I didn't have, I had lots of synchronicities and cool dreams and all that, but I never had like the paranormal events that really were like, whoa, yeah. this is real. And, and then, uh, you know, then I'd meet Laova and within very quickly within meeting her, the paranormal events start. And I'm like, well, I was, I was hooked, you know, I was yeah, addicted to like, that point. Boom, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Gorgeous, exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I wanted to, before we um, start getting closer to it, I wanted to ask you guys as, as we get closer to all Hallows Eve and all Saints Eve and all that, whatever you want to saw whatever you want to celebrate, um, um, do you guys get more popular? Do you guys have like maybe a, a, a bash or anything like that and bring a bunch of people in and just celebrate the occult together? Or how do you guys, what do you guys do? That's a good idea. We do have a get together with all of our students yes. for, uh, for Samhain. Uh, by the way, can you, you pronounce it correctly. So I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. A lot of people say Sam Hayden, but not Samhain. So yeah, well done. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. I told <laughs> oh, you yeah, when, when I found out who you guys were, I'm like, I'm into this. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> he literally came That's to me. He hasn't done one of these in a while. So he came to me or he, yeah. he did a lot. But anyway, uh, he came to me. He's like, can I be on there with you, please? Because this is so fascinating. <laughs> we you know, so. But yeah, so you guys going to do something or think about yeah, you know, so a, a public thing would be cool, but we do get together. Yeah. We do get together with all our students for that, and uh, you know, we have a little guided journey, guide experience, and then just a just a, a chit chat for for connecting in a kind of a, a fun way. You should see me trying to tell my kids about the veil, how the veil thins, <laughs> as, yeah. as the veil between the spiritual world and the material world thins and stuff. They're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> 
that's a good that's a good way to start you know if you want to connect with your ancestors or if you want even just invite the presence of the the you know your spirit the guardian spirit i would Mm. say maybe not just spirit if you want to be precise because then you can invite kind of tricksterish people uh, in your house but if you say i invite my guardian spirit uh to just to try to feel it like when we do that like usually like people are like, I felt a cold hair or winds or something happen. And they're just like, whoa. And so it's a good time. Yes, because there's a lot of energy. The veil is more thin, but um, you can you can do that anytime too. But right now, because there's also expectation building in the consciousness of our society regarding that, we're yeah. kind of manifesting it as right. well. So. Yeah that's a good time for that too uh that's that's for sure and um you there's many ways to sense you know we're talking we're kind of being vague but some people are you know they see more some they smell more all mm-hmm. your senses can be used to sense uh spiritual right. uh, energy around you right. uh for and you can develop all these sense too you know for me when i was a kid i was someone i was just feeling the presence i was like because I was, I grown up in a haunted house. It was like a 100 years old, 130 years old house. Oh. And uh, lots of things happened uh, in that place. And um, in fact, the first time I watched a movie, what's in uh, it? I just have it in French. The uh, ring. The, thank you. So The Ring. And uh, you know when you put the video cassette and then she just like, I'm gonna kill you in one week. Okay, yeah. well, I was 12 and I was very scared. And uh, the thing is that you you are in this, the second story. Uh, this is where my room was. And I had to go down and there was one bathroom in the entire <laughs> house. So I had to cross the living room, cross the, 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 um, um, the dining room and then you have the bathroom. Right. And I, I didn't want it you know but then i like okay so i cross it's the middle of the night and i'm like nothing happened when i came back the tv light the tv lights and i was so scared i didn't like i was like what is happening and i just ran i I ran out but then when i come back the morning after the tv was not on like (laughs) so that's the you know you're like what is happening here so i was sensing like that but then my sister she was seeing she was seeing things so she saw the, the ghosts i was not seeing them at the time yeah, yeah I, i've had a um a spirit turn on a lamp a physically turn on a lamp for me before and in fact this has happened to my mother as well when she was in the house as well so um they can definitely inter- interact with physical things and it was quite the quite the interesting thing when i first saw that i spent like half an hour with that lamp trying to see if i could like put the switch it was a mechanical switch put it in like a halfway position or anything like nope yeah. so uh and the timing was perfect because we were working with spirits of the land at the time um i know we're running out of time so i just wanted to uh, to touch on one question that I knew that you wanted to touch on Blaine, which is basically how can shamanism empower you? Cause I, I right, think we've right, kind right. of been talking around. And I think it, that so we I can... have gotten there, but before you yeah. do that, I, I want to okay. ask you, does this oh. symbol mean anything to you? Hmm. I can see it. Well, okay. Symbols I've never and symbolism seen that is before. weird. I've never seen it before, but at the same time, a lot of the time when symbolism comes from the other side, it's um, the spirit world is something that's ineffable. It's it's indescribable. Like for our primate minds, it is like just there's a cognitive gap where we can't oh, yeah. 
comprehend what it's like. And so when the spirits interact with us, they look into us. They look within our spiritual vocabulary, within our vocabulary, within our language, within our set of concepts. And they use those symbols and those concepts to uh, interact with us. Uh, they use our vocabulary to interact. And so often, you know, when people have dreams or when people, um, it, it's not something that is universally true for all humans, right? In, in terms of what a symbol means. It's always about what does it mean to you? And what does that mean within your own experience and within your own? That's, that's why I always counsel. This is the other symbol that has come to me. So this one was a few years ago and this one has come to me. This one isn't as intricate as I saw because I meditate a lot and and uh and i i really try to be really open to just every you know i'm just like let these things come to me uh so it was very illuminated this was like a knife kind of figure this is like and then the back was like very uh, golden and it was just so beautiful and so clear in my mind and i'm like i want to be able to draw this like but i can't so that's my simplified version but i thought maybe if i show it to them something will like speak through you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, but let's know, talk. <laughs> it's common sometimes they give you a symbol a sigil that you you know empowers you protects you and it's something that can be you know unique to you as well unique to your relationship with the spirit world because this is this is the other big thing right yeah. within shamanism with all this you're creating your own relationship directly with the spirit world you don't have a mediator right you don't have any like a priest or anyone who's standing between you and the spirits or the divine you are having this direct experience of the other side of the spirits yeah. of divinity so it's it's really really cool that's so funny that you say that i've always said that in my i I grew up very like i've always even when i went to church um i grew up very christian as well but even then i've always been like i don't need anybody to talk on my behalf i don't need anybody to go like i i can go directly into this uh ever since i was a kid and i have always felt super close uh, to what I call God, right? But as I've gotten older, I might be like, these might just be different spirits in my life where I talk directly to them, like as if, you know, we're open and real. Um, uh, so it's so fun that you say that. But let's get to the shaman empowerment. Like how oh, does actually, happen? there's one thing I want to clarify on that too, which is that shamanism really is a technique, right? It's not, yeah. it's not a religion. It's not, you know, it's a, right, it's, a, exactly. it's a technique. And so I want to clarify that uh, there's a lot of Christian shamans. There, you know, you can work within Christianity because it's a different way of connecting with the divine, right? So there's there's shamans who work with the angels. They work with with uh, in that way. So um, really, the spirit world, how it presents itself to you, right, is very malleable because they they come to you. Um, working within your own spiritual vocabulary, right? Giving you experiences within that lucid dream state that you can comprehend and understand within your own experience, within your own cultural background, within all this, right? So it's very malleable. And they do this so that they can communicate with you, right? It's no it's no sense using a cultural or a symbolic system that doesn't make any sense to you or that that isn't deeply felt. But they they look in, they see your vocabulary, they can interact with you, right? So th- there's the you can work with shamanism with any any kind of of system we said it's a uh, technique more than a belief like a technique more than a okay yeah, i've always yeah, thought it's trans work mm-hmm. okay yeah i've always and, thought that every culture had their version of shamanism yeah. and, and exactly yeah and this is one of the things, right, is that uh, like at the Spirit World Center, we never push any dogma or belief system. It's more like, look, these are the techniques, try them out, and you can create your own relationship with the Spirit World. Mm-hmm. Sure, we can give you guidance. We can talk about how it comes through for us. But at the same time, don't like anything that we say, Tree is a working hypothesis for yourself mm-hmm. that you now test out to see if it's right for you, yeah. right? And then as you go, you build your own experience, you build your own relationship and your own understanding of how you fit in with 
with the other side. Right. Which so leads us to that empowerment. Exactly. So, uh, so shamanism can empower you in many ways, right? So first off, of course, there is that connecting with your guardian spirit, inviting their guidance and their help into their life. When you're journeying, you can ask for guidance on anything in your life, you know, even if it's your business, right? Even if it's yeah. just straight economic, of course, spiritual growth and all that, they are happy to give advice. Um, and you can ask for them also to help in your life, right? Play with the probabilities a little bit in terms of, you know, hey, can you help out with this meeting? Can you make sure my boss is in a good mood? You know, um, and, uh, you know, can you make sure that he gets out, out of the bed on the right side of the bed this morning, right? Um, and, and so I can help with that. But then also there's um, a lot of things that shamanism addresses, such as soul loss and power loss, right? We can go through life and if, if what we're doing isn't really aligned with who we are spiritually and our pattern, uh, you can actually kind of lose bits of your consciousness, lose bits of your power as you go as well. And so shamanism, you know, if you're very tired or sad or all this kind of thing, it can really help in, uh, in life in that way and in recovering that power and recovering lost pieces of basically your soul um, and help recover from... Uh, traumatic events like a car accident or something where you basically your part of your consciousness has kind of receded into the other world because it took the memory the experience of that traumatic incident and um and is making it so that it's not available to your you know to your consciousness right so you don't feel the embodied experience um and then, of course, there's there's ways that shamanism can help where it's basically about empowering you, right? You can connect with all these spirits, animal energies and other spirits, and you can bring those energies into your life to empower you in certain ways. You know, you can feel the strength of the bear, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, it can boost confidence, bring personal growth, uh, enhance creativity. You can connect with spirits who can inspire you creatively, yeah. uh, connect with your intuition. A lot of things that shamanism can do. I just want to add quickly this it does it did that for me i was someone that had seasonal depression for more than 10 years so when i was 14 to like my mid-20s i was having trouble you know and i also had um a uh, very toxic relationship in my teens that uh, was devastating for me i felt like i was in 1000 pieces and for a reason i was in 1000 pieces and there was i had to find back things that you know take away what doesn't belong to me take back what belongs to me and this is what power loss and and soul loss uh so you know power retrieval and soul retrieval can do for you it's like you bring back what's yours and you take away what's not yours and you feel whole again you feel like okay. you feel such a deep spiritual healing and you you understand yourself better but also it's just refreshing and there's a lot a lot of technique and ways to when you journey you just feel like you're kind of reconstructed and you're just new and feel amazing yeah i, I just wanted I to add that personal experience <laughs> yeah thank you all so I, much I loved it. I loved oh man what a great way to end this um so i appreciate you guys so much we're gonna now thank you again so much um i put back in there the calendly link so if you wanted to talk more directly with this team here um if you have many questions liz you should check that out um schedule some times it's a 30 minute call um thank you both so much so much so much for being on today you will be hearing from me personally again and that's that so I just want to say once again, thank you to everyone at the Empower Hour Live and Blaine. It was a wonderful experience talking with you all. And uh, for our listeners of the podcast right now, have a wonderful day. Lots of love and light and take care. Bye bye.